points. And in fact, I've realised, uh, for anybody who knows me, I have very, very small writing. So there's one of my sermons. That's a whole sermon. Um, so I have, my Bible bulges because I've probably got a couple of hundred sermons because they're all in, all the sermons I've preached since I got this Bible are on notes inside my Bible. You know, and each, each one of those is a sermon. And I've realised that the one that I was sharing for this morning is by my phone, by my front door. I didn't put it in my Bible. So I'm going to, I'm going to follow the scripture, so you're going to have to leave me a little bit here, Andrew. Father, I pray that as we come round your word, Lord, we just grasp something more of the things that you've been sowing into our hearts today, that we are people of potential, we are people of purpose, and Lord, you have a plan for our lives. And so, Father God, we want to lay hold of that in all its fullness, in Jesus' name. Amen. The first scripture is Galatians 5, 7 to 10. You were running the race nobly. Who has interfered, hindered and stopped you from heeding and following the truth? This persuasion is not from him who called you, who invited you to freedom in Christ. A little leaven, a slight inclination to an error or a few false teachers. Leavens the whole lump. It perverts the whole conception of faith or misleads the whole church. For my part, I have confidence in the Lord that you will take no contrary view of the matter, but will come to think with me. But he who is unsettling you, whoever he is, will have to bear the penalty. And it's this concept of you have run the race, who's cutting on you? Who's messed up on your race? Sometimes we're walking in God's plan. We have a real sense of we're in the right place, doing the right thing. And then something comes in and cuts in on us. And I want to start with an illustration that I'm sure you will all understand. You're driving to work. You've got up on time. You didn't even need to, the alarm didn't even go off because you woke up a little early, five minutes before your alarm's going off. So you turned your alarm off. You had a breakfast. The sun was shining. Um, you didn't spill anything. The milk hasn't gone off. You know, it's just a great day. And you get into your car and you start, and you've had a short time of prayer. And you're thinking, this is going to be a great day. Today's brilliant. And you're driving to work. And then someone cuts in on you. you know, they, they, they don't even look. They just drive out in front of you, assuming you're going to let them in. And suddenly, you know, and you had to break hard because you were in this cocoon of everything's good today. And out of your heart and out of your spirit came something not so good. Who cut in on you? That's, I, I want to set that picture. You know, we'd go in okay and then who cut in on you? you know, sometimes this can happen with church too. Who cut in on you? Who cut in on you? Who's stopping you doing what you're being called to do? And some of us have a real sense of being in the right place at the right time. You know, there's times when I've, I've walked into a room and thought, this is where God wants me to be right now. And I'm sitting there thinking, oh, and the, maybe the hairs on the back of my neck are standing up. I know God's called me to be in that place at that time. And then what happens? Somebody knocks a cup of coffee over into my lap. I'm telling you a real story now. I'm not making this. I was literally sitting in a meeting thinking, okay, I know why I'm here. I know what this is about. I'm just going to kind of be open to God. And, and it wasn't a Christian meeting at all. It was a business meeting. But I just sensed, you know, God's calling on this moment. And then just as the meeting was about to start, uh, somebody got up and they knocked a whole cup of coffee and it all went across the table into my lap, boiling hot. Now I've got wet trousers and I'm embarrassed and, uh, you know, I had to go and sort myself out and then come back in again. I'd missed the beginning of the meeting. So, so suddenly I'm feeling, ah, I've not fulfilled my purpose. 
You know, and I, I'll be honest with you, I felt like that this morning. You know, there were texts coming in, people were away, stuff going on in people's lives, things happening. Do you know what? It starts with our attitude. The first thing is, I am here and God is here and we are going to do what, what's going to happen. And so who cut in on you is very important. Because actually, the first thing you've got to do is say, okay, they've cut in on me, but it's not going to change the course that I'm on. It's not going to change the people that I'm engaged with. It's not going to change my attitude and what I hear and what I receive. And so who cut in on you is really important. And I've left paper on the table, and I won't do this in the service, but if you want to, I'd love you just to write down what you did last week. Just take a, take a moment at the end of the service, just write down some of the things that you did last week on a piece of paper. I'm not going to ask you to share it with anybody. This is just an activity for you. They're blank sheets of paper. I'm just going to ask you to write down what you did last week, some of the things you did last week. And here's my ouch moment. I'd then like you to consider what's important and what was urgent. Which of those things did you start with your to-do list at the beginning of the week? And then at the end of the week, they still hadn't been, or they, you hadn't really done them properly. And how many things had invaded your week? Because somebody came, oh, oh, can you just do this? Sometimes our children say, mommy, daddy. And, and you know, it's urgent because they're dripping. You know, they're, they need a nappy changing. That's something, you know, you need to deal with those kind of things. But sometimes we don't find space to do the important things because urgent just keeps on overtaking and overtaking and overtaking. So um, the second scripture that I really want to kind of help us to grasp hold is from Ephesians 5.16 making the very most of the time, taking the most of every opportunity, because the, the days around us are evil. If, if, if you want to know this or not, just look at a newspaper and just see what it's full of. It's full of bad news. Now, I don't blame the editors, because actually, do you know what? They just put in the papers what we like to read. And we like to, and sadly, we, we like to read bad news, because it makes us feel like, well, okay, we're better off than somebody else. And that's just the psychology of it. That's not a Christian response. It's not a good Christian response at all. Sometimes saying, oh, I'm, I'm, there but the grace of God go I. That kind of statement. Well, okay. You know, sometimes getting alongside someone. I had the privilege this week to get alongside someone who I think considered to be quite needy. I went across and I stood next to him and started talking to him. And I don't think he could believe that I was talking to him. Because he kind of kept looking at me as, as if he wondered whether I was talking to somebody else. And I kept on talking to him. And I, even though he didn't say anything, I persisted. I kept on talking to him. And eventually he started talking to me. And sometimes we have to break through these masks. And my final scripture for today is really pretty simple. Therefore, and it's from 1 Corinthians 9, Therefore I do not run... Uncertainly, I am not unsure about how I run. I run with a definite aim. I do not box like someone beating the air and striking without adversity. You know, I don't know whether you've ever seen someone run across a room. You know, if I asked you to run across this room right now, you, you'd be assessing all the chairs and the tables and looking for a safe path to run. Do you know what? Children, they just run. They just run. If Charlie was here, he runs and you kind of say, oh, oh. What about safety? What about health and safety and some of those things? I was I, I once had the privilege of working with uh, someone who um, was very poorly sighted. What, what wasn't 
registered blind, but very, very poorly sighted. Um, and we were in a sports hall. I was working with young people, and we talked about this particular scripture, running with, running with certainty, running with a clear aim in mind. And we put um, safety mats all around the walls in the sports centre. So there was nothing that they could run into. And then we encouraged children to say, okay, I want you to close your eyes and run. And do you know what? It was a completely liberating experience. The first time you do it, you'd, you, I'm going to close my eyes now, and you start to run. And immediately I'm thinking, well, how close am I to That's what our brains do. You know, but the more they did it, the more they then go back to the edge and they'd run a little further. And then they started to trust their friends to say, stop. And so they'd run faster because they trust their friends to say, stop in time. And so suddenly there was a real liberty that came from running without being able to see. But this, this, this child who was a young person who came along to this particular event, I saw her do it for the first time. And she, clo she closed her eyes and she ran across the hall faster than anybody else would run. And she ran much closer to the wall than I was even comfortable with. I was, I was already going, stop, stop. But because she was so used to partial sight, she got used to her ears being able to hear where objects were. Because you hear sound coming off things. And so she'd learnt to navigate by echoes. She'd learnt that, you know, you could tell from you could tell where somebody was standing because her ears were so much more attuned to the way sound moved in her room. And so, for example, you could walk into a room and even if you didn't say anything, she would know where you were standing. Just because she could hear your breathing and because of the sound, she'd, she'd be able to point. So if you want, ever wanted to play that game where you kind of try to move and not be seen, you, she'd ne you'd never beat her because she could just point straight at you because she could hear you. And so I just want to kind of close out today's challenge because we've, we've uncovered a whole range of things there. Do bother to take this away and think about writing on a piece of paper. Just thinking about, okay, am I doing some strategic things each week? Am I making space? Or is the urgent always overtaking stuff? And then... As we start to do the things that are important, then we can run with certainty towards the goal that is the prize. Because God has plans and purposes for us. I am absolutely clear that everyone in this room, those listening on life, and even those listening later, God has a plan for you and me. God has a purpose for you and me. And that's a good thing. Plan, not, not a plan to harm us, not a plan to hurt us, a plan that is good, a plan that is fulfilling, a plan that is exciting. And so my prayer, my challenge, my, my thought of today is really this. To say, God, would you do in us what you need to do in us? That we would shine more brightly. We would have more joy. We would be more open to the spirit that we could give without counting the cost. We'd be able to speak forth words of faith. We were able to pray prayers that are bold and exciting and see God call down and heaven touch earth. I would love there to be fingerprints all over this building. The fingerprints of God. Because when heaven touches earth, when God touches earth, he leaves fingerprints. You know? If you watch CSI, whenever anybody touches something, there's evidence. There's fingerprints. Whenever God touches earth, there's evidence. There's fingerprints. Let me pray. Father God, we gather in your name today hungry for you, thirsty for your presence. Thank you that you, you've heard our cry. Thank you that mountains have been moved today. Thank you that potential has been unlocked. 
Thank you, Lord God, that you've heard our prayers. And Lord, we pray for those who are not with us today, those who are away with family circumstances and situations, for those who need a breakthrough, for those who need healing, for, for those who have lost a loved one. Father, we pray your balm, your healing be upon them. Your touch be with them. Your strengthening. Your arms be round them, Lord God. And Father, we pray for our week ahead. Father, help us to do the things that you called us to do. Help us to not be distracted and cut in on and have our joy robbed and our peace taken by others. But Father, help us to walk like a, boy, like a, like a person with a buoyancy aid through the water and out the other side, never sinking, never being overcome by the waves never having to walk around the mountains as they move before us. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Let's take up our tithes and offerings now as we sing a final song.